Thanks for tuning in to the meditation conversation. Hop on over to karagoodwin.com. You can get a free 10-minute guided meditation right on the homepage to help you experience deep levels of peace. I also have lots of resources to learn meditation and to support your practice. And of course, by supporting those services, you are supporting my work, including the production of this very podcast to assist more souls on their path to awakening. Thank you for your support and enjoy this episode. Hello and welcome to the Meditation Conversation. I'm your host, Kara Goodwin, and today I am delighted to be joined again by the Zenith from the Spirit Channel. Welcome, Zenith. Oh, Kara, well, welcome. Um, yeah, I'm very, very happy to be a part of your show. Um, this is our third collaboration, and it's always exciting and always an interest to catch up. It's like catching up on a long-lost friend. So I'm really, really happy, thrilled, and delighted to make your acquaintance once again. Yes, thank you. I, I've been looking forward to this. So um, I'll have to put in my show notes about what our previous, uh, we had a, a previous one back in the spring of this year. Um, and then, like you said, I, we we had met once before that when I was on the Spirit Channel with you, um, and and you and I have along the way realized that we have some overlapping experiences and um, interests and things like that. So um, I was listening to our last recording this week and just enjoying kind of the the overlay, the over overlapping. Um, experiences and play off of each other. Um, so we just kind of wanted to come together again here and catch up because we like to keep in touch. And sometimes it's like, wow, it, this would be great for um, other people to, to be able to kind of um, peek into what's going on with you. So yeah, so why don't absolutely. we start with that? Because I know you had a, a beautiful experience recently, a profound experience, and and you are saving it until we record it. So I don't even know what, what it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, yeah, absolutely, Cara. Um, thank you. And yes, uh, thank you for highlighting that we've had, you know, a few um, previous conversations. Um, and thankfully, this time, I haven't had to introduce my channel as I forgot it last time. So... <laughs> I did it for you. <laughs> you did. <laughs> um, yes, this this experience, and I, I don't want to get bogged down into the, oh, you know, the mystical aspect of it thing. And what we're trying to hopefully convey here is these experiences are not unique to me. They're not unique to you. They're open and available to everyone with maybe just the right tools and the right practices. Um. But what we're hoping to do today and what I hope to do is kind of show you how far um, some of those experiences can take you and how they can transform your life completely. This experience actually happened to me um, not long before our last conversation. So that's how long I've been holding this in check because wow. we agreed we agreed that we would meet up at least one more time because we felt we had a bit of unfinished business. So I've been holding on a check. I've never talked about this before in public. So this is uh, this is something which is going to be public for the first time on your show. So we talked about our experiences. You would somehow reach those uh, astral planes or those dimensions or densities. Um, on your way to sleep, not in the sleep state, maybe necessarily, but kind of in between that state, whereas I'm a bit different. Mine happen normally through deep meditations, but I think when you look at brainwave patterns, you know, your deep meditation and kind of sleep brainwave patterns are kind of the same, almost the same frequency. So there's really not much difference in this, even if maybe you're experiencing this in, in a kind of waking realm or daydream, you'll find if you look at brainwave patterns, they're fairly consistent. So this experience happened to me one night. Uh, it was about 4.30, 4 a.m. when I woke up, completely restless, couldn't get to sleep. Um, eventually thought, I'll get up and I'll do a meditation. And I know that 
some of these inhabitants in these higher realms and it said the best time to contact them you know the time that they're most active however that works is about 3 30 a.m so i got up and i went into kind of living room prepared for a meditation i said okay I'll, I'll get into the trance state i'll you know bring those um guides and beings close to me that will help me develop my channeling trance it wasn't working and um, didn't work so i completely abandoned that idea and just thought okay well i'll do a meditation and find that i was able to really sink down into a deep meditation um surely enough i was able to leave my body a uh, physical body i'm kind of we're kind of conversed in that experience now that we know exactly what's happening. So I left my physical body, went into what people may call space, outer space, um, fairly bland, and the scenery just changed to one of the space illuminated by lights, orbs. Everywhere I looked, um, it was like a creation of lights or orbs. Some were small, some were enormous, some were what I came to recognize to be actual planets planets the planetary consciousness as a being of pure light and then there were other kind of what i got to understand were groupings of lights and one of those groupings i recognized as my soul group as my um actual actuality beyond this physical um dimension that we currently inhabit and i know who my soul group is um i've got that information so i kind of traveled if you like towards that and once I became assimilated into that once I became drawn into that it was as if I was home I was like a missing brick in a wall where I just slotted completely into that and there became no sense of me there became no sense of me and others we were just this one unified being and it was this welcoming like you'd returned home to your family um, after a period of a couple of years in the wilderness. It was this, this feeling of overwhelming joy, overwhelming bliss. Uh, you could just feel the appreciation and gratitude from these other members who were your exact self um, to have you return home as a kind of long lost brother, sister, whatever you want to call it. And that was an amazing experience. I just felt so overwhelmed and so completely uplifted with compassion and empathy and it was a beautiful beautiful transcendent experience the experience didn't stop there um the experience continued on um i began to look at these other pockets of light shall we say these other you know entities within this vibration this dimension and thought i could travel you know towards them i don't need to remain in this fixed location and there was no kind of um, sense of, you know, foreboding or you need to stay here, completely free to do what I want. So I began to envision traveling. And it was almost as if you were traveling through, a, did you ever see like a, like a, a transparent water slide at an amusement park or a, a, like a water park where you go down those slides? So it was like, it was like that, it was like a vortex of light. You began to travel down these pathways and Sure enough, I did go and you know visit some of these other groups, these other kind of beings, and I was welcomed there. But you know, it was it was not my home. It was not my home. Um, so I explored that a bit. Um, just began to travel amongst different places within this realm, and I became aware of pockets of, shall we call them, darkness, which were not welcoming. And so I stayed clear of that i did not want to go anywhere near that you know there was danger there was a sense of darkness there was a sense of negativity there so i stayed clear of that and began to explore in this astral form this astral um vibration you know this this place that i was in i began to wonder what else can i do here you know what 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 can i do i've traveled in these directions if you like you know i've, I've interacted with other beings i've you know, met my own kind of soul group. What else can I do here? And the thought struck me, I wonder, can I travel back in time? Can I go back in time? So I, I tried to do that and I was somewhat successful in that, in that I did travel to a planet. I'm not too sure if it was planet Earth, but the sense to me came that I traveled very, very far back in time, 
perhaps a quarter of a million, half a million years. The air was very thick and heavy there. I had a sense of that. Um, I was with all these pyramidal structures. Um, and I just was aware that this was a largely uninhabited sphere. There was no kind of civilization as we would know upon it. Then I didn't stay long in that place. They're the only images that I can remember of that um, event. And once again, I was back in that astral travel and I became aware of all of these entities around me that we were in, in this kind of globe, even though it was this, this dimension, there was this sense that the, what you want to say, that the, the makeup of this dimension, density or astral plane was composed of something much greater than each individual uh, being within this. Kind of a sense of you're looking at a snow globe right into it and you can see all of the snowflakes within it. But when you zoom out of that, you become aware that there's a structure around that. And that structure was this underlying creation of all things the source of all things it was just manifest throughout this dimension this density whatever you want to call it and when i thought about that you know it filled me with joy it filled me with enormous gratitude to have that experience and all of the other beings and planetary consciousness and soul groups within this all then began to sing if you like they began to vibrate they began to sing and it was gratitude towards me and it was love towards me. And it just, it was almost like being hit with an electric current. I just, I was completely overwhelmed by this upliftment, this song of love from these countless millions and billions of souls of planetary consciousness, all directed towards you, towards you as an individual, even though you're part of this group, it was this harmony, this harmonic resonance in which you were part of and all you could do is throw back that gratitude and love and feel it come back upon you like waves and waves it was a, a truly amazing experience and I'll, I'll kind of never forget that one of the kind of last things that um, I felt that I wanted to do was I thought I wonder if my two guardians the two masters who have been sort of guiding me along my path in recent times are, are present and that is this vibration of Yeshua, Yahashua, who we know to be Jesus Christ. And also uh, Magdalena, I've come to call her, Mary Magdalene, who I feel are maybe symbolic and representatives of divine feminine, divine masculine energy, along with being aspects of these two real um, entities. And I kind of searched them out telepathically and I found them somewhere I found them it's hard to describe but I found them I honed in on their signal I honed in on their signal and I just remember saying I found you I found you I found you again because I thought I'd lost you and when I done that I just began to feel overwhelming joy the combination of everything just began to get to me and even though I was in this astral realm sunk deep in this unconscious experience my it was aware my physical body began to cry and um, i began to feel tears rolling down my face with this joy and happiness and elation and i kind of felt like they were a big brother and a big sister to me and they were just happy for me in the way that an older sibling would you know have happiness for their younger sibling for something they're just happy they're just wise and content and it was a beautiful and transcendent experience this whole idea and i thought i need to leave now you know i need to go back down to planet earth and i became aware i don't have to i don't have to just yet i can stay here a little while longer so that pool didn't become apparent for another few minutes and i i was thinking it was a few minutes i i just felt you know just be able to take in that you know beautifying radiance and love and joy and peace and happiness and healing until eventually I felt the pool back down into my physical body where I began to sit in the darkness on that chair or on that kind of buffet in the lotus pose. And it took me a long time to readjust to that. It took me a long time to readjust to my body to begin to say, okay, I need, I need to move this physical form in which I'm now housed within once again. But I didn't want to move because the feelings of healing of comfort, of 
joy of elation kind of like if you're sitting in a park on a summer's day or at a beach and you feel that sun beating down on you and you hear birds in the trees and you just feel at peace at peace i felt healed on every level and eventually i did kind of lift myself from that state in a very slow and gracious manner and lifted my phone and realized it was about 5 30 a.m maybe 6 a.m and went into bed just feeling that elation and happiness and began to lie there and thought okay i'll fall asleep before that could happen um i began to fall into this twilight state that we were talking about um which is a state between awake and sleep I just began to sink deeper in that. I, I, this scene changed. I began to have this new experience. And the experience was that of a heron. I began to take on the form of this heron bird. I began to, I was this heron bird in this smaller kind of world, maybe instead of this cosmos. I was in this world. I was this heron bird. The landscape was deserted. There was only kind of me there. I began to fly, I began to land amongst the reeds. I began to, as herons do, go into the water, live this life as a heron. And the sun was kind of hazy in the sky and I was flying up to the sun and kind of testing my boundaries in this place. And I became aware of this music, this hum in that state, this music. I began to wonder what it was and it began to sound like a flute, like an oriental flute. And I, then I began to notice that there was like a, a figure in that state, like a, a man, a, an oriental man, a monk of some kind. And he was the one who was blowing out this harmony on this flute while I, the heron, was kind of circling around him. And I kind of landed beside him and he was speaking to me in this calm kind of manner. And I don't know what he was saying, but it just felt so comforting. It felt relaxing. And once again, I was just healed and you know, fulfilled on kind of every level. And then I became, became aware of myself. Oh my God, my physical shell is beginning to snore. I must be sinking into this sleep. And <laughs> experience kind of faded and just kind of fell into this this physical um, sleep. And it's it's very strange now because I, I've kind of moved around between houses and the place that I'm in now, um, has a disused canal which I do many walks along and what I find in that along that canal is herons lots and lots of herons along that and mm. I kind of looked up the symbology of herons and it you know, means the one who's very patient one who is solitary waiting on the right come and I felt that that really spoke to me at that time and still does so I think in a way that experience was also prophetic of saying, you know, this is where you'll where you'll kind of be while you're waiting for these changes um, to manifest in your life. And it's a constant reminder to have that patience about me. So it was a very, very extreme experience, a very intense experience. It lasted about an hour in our time. I've never had an experience that's ever lasted like that. And from everything that happened in it, it, it it's just it's an experience that I'll hold dear to my heart and never forget. That is remarkable. Thank you so much for sharing that. I mean, it's it, it's it's really beautiful, and there's so much to it because you've got the the soul group part, the the lights, the orbs, the the um, manifesting, you know, the the creation, like being a, aware of creation, and then the sound and the frequency and um, the symbology that's just really, really beautiful. Um, so one thing that I was curious about is when you were in that meditative state, how much could you become aware of your own physical body? Because I know when I've had things like that, it's like, oh, I, I'm in this, this place um, or I'm with this light or these geometries or whatever. Um, and then I, 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 there's this play that I have with myself where it's like, wait, but am I like, am I physically in, did I physically move? Am I still in my room? 
And so I'll like come back, like I'll check in on my human self and it's like, nope, I'm still in my bed or I'm still like on the cushion or whatever. Um, so did it feel like, like it just kind of opened up to you? Cause that's the other thing. A lot of times it's this remembrance, like, oh my gosh, it's always here. It's just depending on what I focus on, like where my frequency mm. is of what I can access but it's it's this like oh it's all around me it's just right here and i'm like dissolving the veils right now type of thing how was it for you um well as you know there's always a sense we're always attached to our physical body some say by a golden thread some say by a silver a silver thread so there always is a connection to the physical body you haven't completely left um, your body and as you say it depends where you focus your awareness you can focus your awareness back on your physical form and go okay well I'm here um, and then kind of leave that attention span to you know have your consciousness expand once more within this astral plane and it may feel like there's no difference because sometimes we go I'm just imagining this because it doesn't feel like any difference it's only when that consciousness begins to retract back down from that into your physical form do you really feel the difference of that. You begin to go, oh, my God, you know, I'm back in this shell, this house, and I don't have that expansion anymore. So it doesn't feel like anything when you're in that state because it's your natural state of being. It's natural mm -hmm. to you, so it doesn't feel, oh, this is this overwhelming, I'm in this dimension. Mm -hmm. That's how you normally are between lives. So you're just experiencing something that's natural to you. It's only once that experience begins to recede, your consciousness begins to retract into your physical form that you will really know the difference. And you can, you know, at times really have a hard time of um, like the Tin Man and the Wizard of Oz beginning to, you know, beginning to move again. So there's always the awareness there. And as I said, you know, that was even amplified and heightened by the tears falling down my physical face. Even though I was in the astral form, I could still feel those tears running down my physical face. And just to briefly append that or attach that to another sort of experience where it speaks about being in two forms. You know, I had an experience when I was out walking recently and I was thinking about something. I could hear police sounds in the background. It was a an event or a festival over here, which is can be quite contentious. And I was thinking about the police who have to attend that and all of the emotions they go through, you know, with maybe a bang crowd and then leaving that and returning home to maybe this policeman's life and a completely different set of emotions. And just this strange experience began to take over me. I thought, well, that person is experiencing their emotions, their experiences. Um, and I'm this observer watching them and I thought well we can do that to ourselves we can be in two places we can be the experiencer of our experiences simply going along our path reacting to emotions and feelings but not really doing anything with those and then we have this higher aspect of ourselves which is watching us go through those emotions and taking those emotions and experiences and processing them which is kind of like your higher aspect so in a way, we can be in two places at once. We can be the experiencer who is in the physical form, who is experiencing the three-dimensional reality that we have, but we're also the experiencer who is, or sorry, the observer who is outside of that, who is detached from that, who takes all of that stuff that's happened and processes with that within, you know, their their form to to um, to grow and learn from that. So it's in a way in which you can try to understand that you can have these two aspects of you in a way to maybe yeah. make it a bit clear. Right. I, I love that. And I actually have been recently kind of encouraging my students to invoke that in their meditation deliberately or even outside of meditation, just when you're walking around or or whatever, where you tap into like your human consciousness, like where you're aware of the body, you're aware of your personality, you're aware, and you're just feeling the, the things, just a regular, like how you normally are. And then 
being the witness of what is happening. So if you're walking around, it's like, oh, bring your awareness to the top of that tree and imagine you're just watching yourself walking from that vantage point. Like, oh, now she's going to turn left. Oh, now she's stopped. She's waiting for the dog or whatever, you know? And it's, I think that that helps us to kind of build those pathways that where these experiences can start to um, find their their way to us, you know, because we're we're kind of training ourselves to feel what that's like, um, where we we witness ourselves. Um, so I love that explanation. That's beautiful. It's amazing um, how it just ties in with what you've already been doing with what you're. But what you're speaking about, you know, it's it's I, I just completely get blown away by these things. You know, there's me talking about an experience and you talking about something in which, yeah, this is what I'm trying to teach my my students. Yeah. Well, that, this is the thing, because um, because of where we are with humanity right now for for a while, you know, I think I've been teaching now for four or five years, four years, I five no, five I don't know. Anyway, something like that. And I I feel like I'm just starting to sort of turn this corner where I am less um where I talk about things like this a little bit more because I don't want it to be like um people think that you're not meditating correctly if you're not having yeah. visions or whatever, or, you know, that you're not a spiritual person if you, if you're not immersed in a field of light and in reaching these higher dimensions, there are plenty of amazing people who are making amazing progress, who are not going to, that's just not part of what they want at the human level or the soul level, it's not part of their experience. They're here for something else and that's perfectly fine. Um, so it's not like, Oh, if you haven't achieved this, then you're still on level blah. It's like, no, we all have our own unique experiences and they, and some people just have different pathways in their visual cortex where they can perceive things that probably, your consciousness is experiencing on a subtle level that you're just not able to yet bridge with your conscious awareness, your human conscious awareness. It doesn't mean that your grander consciousness, your higher consciousness is not busy in these same realms or similar realms. Um, And with that, I think it's important too. I love how you brought up Yeshua and Mary Magdalene and how you feel this connection with with them. And there are a couple of things with that. One being that we all have masters who are accessible to us, who are helping to guide us and who we can tap into. And that can be um, you know, you kind of take that for what it's worth. As you as you kind of keep developing and growing, you start to be able to perceive energies and call in energies and and you kind of get to know what those energies are, uh, feel like, or how to sense them. Um, But it is one of those things that it's available to everybody. So sometimes I I don't think with this audience, we would have a problem with this problem, but, but it is just to say that you know, again, it's not this achievement or, uh, and I don't have that sense when you're saying it, but I just feel like it's important to clarify so that it's not like, well, who does this guy think he is? You know, it's like, no, you too, you too, you know, all of us have this and we may have connections to different masters. And this is part of the journey. It's part of the process. Most people don't come here just knowing like, oh, Yeshua, you know, we we usually are born into a family and that's kind of the st- the starting point and we may have spiritual exposure as we're growing up and we may not and it may be something that develops over time. But for the vast majority of people, all of this is a discovery practice. It's all a it's all part of the journey is this 
this discovery. So um, that was just one of those things that it's like, yes, we we all have this within us and not to be confused that like, oh my gosh, Zenith is so special. You know, it's like, that is really, really special. And it's, you know, there for all of us as well. Absolutely, Karen. You know, I, I do not consider myself special whatsoever. You know, I'm now uh, hosting live talks in an app called Wisdom Audio. And one of the things that they can do is people can ask you questions. So people can send you a question. And someone said to me, they asked me uh, the other day, like, what are your biggest fears right now? It's kind of, oh, how do I answer this? You know, like, what, what way should I answer it? I'll answer it as honestly as I can. And I say one of my biggest fears is that I'm not um, equal to my peers, that I, the, the people that I, you know, are in my circle that I interact with, um, that I'm not on their level. So that goes to show you how little that I consider myself to be special in that I'm going, God, you know, Car is teaching for five years. This person here is a healer. This person here you know, this person's had this experience, uh, you know, maybe I'm not, you know, good enough. So I don't think that I'm special whatsoever. And I'm always, as you know, a pains to tell people, look, if I can do this, anyone can do it. Everyone's experiences are valid. I'm in a, currently in a group, as we were talking about just before the start of the show, in which, you know, I have my experiences. Uh, one of the ladies um, sees these beings in the flesh. Another one sees orbs you know everyone has different experiences my experiences are somewhat unique to me but not uh, unique to me as in their my own experiences but they're not unique anyone can have experiences anyone can you know uh have meditations and meditation and these experiences don't happen all the time they're few and far between um because if you would have them then you wouldn't be learning anything. They're only like kind of signposts. They're only kind of like little breadcrumbs to keep you hungry and along your path and saying, well, I want more of that. Mm. And you're right. It doesn't, it's not something that, you know, happens overnight. It's something that I've been fortunate enough and very lucky. I, I consider myself to, you know, had this deep uh, meditative practice in which I've kind of developed that and I've worked myself at times up to an hour. Um, but like I've gone meditating the next day or the day after and nothing has happened. Absolutely nothing. Mm. Does that mean the meditation's been a failure? Absolutely not. The very fact that you're meditating means that you're having a success, even if all of those thoughts are roaming around your mind. Like happened to me this morning and I just blew a fuse. Um and I just went, Oh, do you want I'm getting annoyed and getting frustrated? Even that is a good meditation because you're experiencing something, you're getting in tune with your feelings and your emotions. So these experiences and meditation and all the things that we do, there is no, you know, signpost. There is no ladder to say you've reached rung 66 or level oh, 66. Right. And I got the corporate code card, which enables you to take, you know, the floor that was unaccessible to you. It's not like that at all. It's yeah. open and, and anything. All we're trying to do is let people know that, you know, these are the types of things that you can experience if you want them. And it's as simple as asking for help. As you said, we all have these beings around us. We have a whole host of beings around us who are there to help us. And most of us never ask for that help. Mm. It's a simple matter of going, I would like help. Could you show me some hint, some advice, some way in which I can develop myself or further myself along my path so that potentially one day, you know, I may be open enough or have my consciousness expanded or have revealed prepared back to have my own experiences, my own unique experiences. I love that. And I think it's important too, for us to remember that in the asking, there is the release of any expectation. So being mindful of what is it actually that we want? Because I would even argue that as much as I have loved having multidimensional experiences, it's not, that's not the point. You know, it's not, I'm not meditating for that. It's like this amazing by byproduct. Mm -hmm. uh, but what I want is 
growth. What I want is my soul development and evolution and the expression of the highest, the very highest expression that I can have in this form. That's the point. And so, yes, we can, there's nothing wrong with desiring, you know, certain things and, and feeling that connection, but just being open that, um, at the end of the day, what is it that you really want? Is that, is it, is it the experiences? Because if it's the experiences, then, you know, maybe psychedelics are, you know, maybe that's like, you just want a psychedelic experience and that's then then that's like maybe a quick path that's not re, you know because but it's this remembrance of like actually i want the highest the fullest the apps i want divinity to flow through me at such a rate that it impacts the external you know that it just floods my whole life stream with that light and it blesses everybody that I am connected to and that I come in contact to. So it's, and then if along the way, these other things come up to kind of give me like a, a, a taste or this a remembrance or reignite uh, something or to accelerate something or to expand me deeper, then, then thank you. Thank you. Thank you. But, but we do get these, oh, you know, we have, there are all different, we, you may as a listener have identified with a particular awakening experience that has happened in your life. That was sort of this trigger moment where the moment before it happened, you were one thing and then it happened. And then you were like, Whoa, something just clicked. And now I'm kind of like, I see things differently. Um, that doesn't, I'm going to, well, I'm not, I don't think I have the authority to say how that usually happens, but I don't, I don't think that it's necessary that there was a multidimensional or visual or any kind of experience that, that sort of happened. Sometimes it does happen that way where somebody's just walking down the street and it feels like a lightning bolt hit them and suddenly they can see patterns in the trees or something. It, that definitely can happen. But for a lot of people, it is more subtle. For a lot of people, it's happening through conversations. They're having conversations with people and it's triggering something within them or it's waking something up within them that is, that they might, not, that is subtle. You know, it's not so much this like lightning bolt yeah. moment. Um so again, it's like, yes, ask. I love that. And hold it very lightly with how it comes to you because it may come through overhearing a conversation at the table next to you at a diner or something that's like, that triggers you onto, you know, where it is that you're supposed to know or go. Um, you know, I was having a conversation with a friend not too long ago and she was talking about how she has this sort of block where if a human is going to give her intel, she doesn't, that's not a trusted avenue for her. And I was kind of encouraging her to, to kind of broaden that and be like, well, the divine can work through anything. So I wouldn't close it off to be like, it's got to be this way. I have, if I'm going to receive a message, it's going to be in this trusted format, it's like, it's a creative, vast, infinite universe. So don't close yourself off because very well, there could be people who come into, that's a pretty easy way for the divine to work because you're around people all the time. So it's kind of like, well, if, if we've decided that humans don't have anything to offer for us, we may not have, you know, there may be another, um, something for us to consider there that, you know, this is part of the human experience. And so, um, so anyway, I think, I think that that's just that point of like, it's amazing for these things to happen and, you know, just stay open and let like, keep your eye on the, the big picture and what it, what it is that you want, like big picture wise and, 
and don't get lost in the minutia or, or the expectations of like, oh, if I'm going to, I must not be making progress. I mean, it was a long time for me before I ever experienced anything. I mean, I would have some light here and there in my meditations, but to really start to break into like, oh my goodness, there are symbols or codes or like flashes of like actual, you know, mandalas or whatever. Uh, that took a long time. I had to stay patient and I had to keep my, I had to think big picture, you know, <laughs> and not try to be like, wow, let me compare myself to everybody else and see like, what is the legitimacy of my path? If, if I'm not just like you're saying, how do I, how am I stacking up? That can be like a really uh, fruitless endeavor because we are having these unique experiences and, and our, and, and we, our souls have set it up so that we have our own version of what we're supposed to go through. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think you're right. Just to, um, piggyback on your point there, you know, I think ultimately what having these experiences are, it's not the experience, it's the feelings that you're getting within them. It's the feelings of connection. It's the feelings of unity. What you have to do with this, if you want more of that, it comes a time in a seeker's life where it becomes less about the external. And I think this is what these experiences are pointing you to. It becomes less of the external cosmos and the internal cosmos. How do I reach those states? How do I get those feelings? Once you have had that feeling of unity, of love, of joy, of bliss, and then you come back into your normal state of being, you become more aware, your own emotions and feelings become more heightened. Things that set you off, things that trouble you, your fears, your worries, your ego playing against you. So then it becomes, um, in order for me to try to have those feelings, maybe not the experiences, for me, it's what was talked about in create channel work the law one the disciplines of the mind the body and the spirit it's working upon yourself know yourself accept yourself and become the creator become this being so it's about knowing yourself it's about knowing who am i what am i what are all these feelings what are all these things within me that i've just been doing subconsciously and not thinking about like we were talking about the observer and the um, the experiencer understanding yourself and then accepting who you are accepting well i have these aspects of me which you know it's great to be in this light and love and these fields of joy but i'm a human being i have aspects of myself which may be called the shadow self that i can't ignore you know because ultimately they're holding me back they're stopping me they're pulling me down the only way that i can ascend if you like is by paying attention to what is stopping me it's about integrating those within you as an equal part within you and saying, okay, you're a valid and equal part. You're helping me grow. You're helping me learn. You're helping me understand, you know, that I have aspects of myself which are not harmonious. So it's about knowing yourself and accepting yourself. And they talk about, you know, to, to try and ascend, you know, to these higher vibrations without doing that baseline work upon yourself. Can You can become very, very imbalanced upon yourself. So for me, it's not less now about these experiences or to understand if I want to get there in a way which is more consistent, I have to understand myself. I have to know who I am and what it is that's making me tick. I have to integrate all of these different aspects within me so that I can become more in balance with myself, integrating the masculine, the feminine, the, uh, the negative, the positive, the light, the dark understand yourself and then accept yourself and then you can start to move forward unified mm, yeah thank you for that that's so true this balance i mean this is another really important thing is not trying you know sometimes we might become interested in spirituality and it's like i want it all right now and without this understanding that that there is um, you can really overdo it and like fry yourself and, and become very imbalanced. Um, and there are a lot of different ways that you can do that. 
Um, you can do it with physical practices. You can do it through drugs. You can do, you know, where you just overdo it and, and the damage is very hard to undo. So it is like being patient. That's a big part of it. And allowing this complete integration so that it's not like, wow, I want to have a level 1000 experience to you. Not that there is a level 1000, but to use your analogy that love that the 66, you know, the layer or whatever, but it's like, I totally get that where it's like, oh my gosh, I feel like this whole, like all these possibilities are here and I want it all and I want it now. And, um, but it's like understanding that there is an actual energetic, uh, like literal energetic integration that needs to happen so that these things can happen safely um, because we are energetic beings. And when we have not had, like every time we have a new level of awakening, it helps our energetics to align, to be able to hold it and to contain it so that we don't like blow a fuse in our being so that we can be like safely holding it and expressing it. And, um, so again, there's this, you know, there's everything that you talked about in terms of like acceptance and shadow work and clearing things out. You know, we can't, it's just not compatible to be trying to integrate super high frequency, you know, high dimensional energy or light when we're still in the gunk and we haven't excavated and we're still like denying parts of us and we're not we're not clearing it out. We're not looking at it. We're not accepting it. It's like, nope, that, that part of me never happened, or I don't have thoughts like that. Or, you know, I don't feel guilt about that or shame about that because it didn't happen. And I am just light. I am just a being of light and that's it, you know? And then it's, it's like, well, that stuff doesn't go away. If you just stuff it, it's still there in your energy um, and it's very literal. I mean, we're talking, it's, it can be easy to talk about energy and think like, oh, it's this woo woo, like, um, you know, maybe, maybe not type of thing. It's like very literally you are storing that in your physical body and in your energy field. And it's, it's there as a density and as a block. So it's that, that, uh, acceptance, that neutrality, that shadow work where we see, these things. And again, like we, depending on our life that we've lived, like that may not be something that you want to do, like, you know, in a short amount of time, you know, it's like kind of let yourself be patient in this metamorphosis, this transformation. And remember that that is part of it. This whole thing, it's not about the end. It's not Someday I'm going to become enlightened. And until then, everything else doesn't matter. Yes. And it's like, there's this whole journey. And that's the whole point is this journey and all the different choices that you get to make to be able to become who you're becoming. And then the, the, how you change over time. And, um, it's a really, really beautiful and amazing process. It's not just about any sort of end you know it's the journey it's the journey itself you know i i wrote about this on my website it was called the ascent where you start off in this spiritual journey and it's a long and arduous journey and it's past rocky and stuff like that and eventually you reach the base of the mountain and you realize that's the end goal i have to get up there and it's, it's easy going at first it's like spiritual growth it's easy at first to get into everything's flowing everything's fantastic you want more of it and you're beginning to send the more you begin to let more light in, the more you begin to transform yourself, and the more that you begin to do that shadow work, and it's it's hard work. Do not you know be under any illusion that you know spirituality and spiritual growth. If you're listening to Kara, if you're listening to me, if you're listening to any other people talk about these experiences, shadow work and self work is the hardest work that you will do upon yourself to accept that you have flaws and character traits and to clean out that gunk that has maybe been festering for a lifetime through environmental concerns, upbringing, you know, your relationships with your community and stuff like that there. It's hard, hard work. 
um, to do that. So look, if you want to kind of do this work, if you want to kind of get there, you have to be in this for the long haul. It's a lifetime of work. But the more you begin to climb that mountain, you know, metaphorically, the more you begin to shed things that are becoming cumbersome, I can't use it anymore, it's too heavy, I don't need that, until you reach the top of that mountain and there's a treasure chest there and you go, I finally got it, I have climbed the mountain, I have ascended the peak, I have become enlightened and you open that treasure chest up to take your treasure and what's in it? Nothing. Nothing and you feel cheated and you feel cheated and you go, what was all this about? And you all that thing all that journey and all that hardship and you look back along your path and enlightenment comes in you realize that it was the journey that was the important part it was the growth along the journey not the end goal that's when the enlightenment came and then you turn and you look and you realize there's more peaks yet ahead of yes you. growing never stops it never stops yes. you think mm. that you've got it and then you realize oh my god i have more more to ascend yes. yep Oh, so beautifully said. I think that's perfect. I um I can't think of a better way to to wrap a bow around this whole conversation. Um well, thank you so much. I'm really honored that you saved that um that reveal for our time together. I uh I very much could feel it and and enjoy it. Um, thank you so much for all of the work that you're doing. And um, I hope we can do it again. I'm sure we will, Carl. Hopefully it'll not be as long, but um, it's it's always a pleasure connecting with you. You're, uh, you're my soul sister. Um, we headed off from the first moment that we, um, that we, you know, were, were on my interview and it's just been this deepening and ever kind of long connection. Even if we fall out of, um, conversation for another month. I've just found that we pick it straight back up again. So it's it's an honor to work with you. I'm always happy to work with you. I'm always happy to have a conversation with you. It's always a pleasure, and I look forward to it. And I like a, like an eager child at Christmas, running down the stairs to see what presents he got. I wake up and say, "Oh, good, Cara emailed me. I can't wait to see what she said." So. Oh. <laughs> I love that. Thank you. That's beautiful. You're so welcome. You're so welcome. Thank you once again, Cara. Thank you for letting me be a part of your show and continue doing the good work that you're doing. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'd love for you to do me one quick favor, which is to think of one person who would benefit from hearing this content. Let them know you're thinking of them by sharing this episode with them right now. Thank you, and I look forward to the next meditation conversation.